Welcome back to The Lion's Den as we continue this delicious conversation about the issues real men and real women want to talk about. So come with me. Let's go back inside. So we're back with our audience choice today for the topic, which was, when do you cut people off? How do you know when it's officially done, when you need to leave, when you need to end it, whether it is romantically, whether it's in friendship, whether it's even your career, how, where, where's that spot that it all ends? So we were having some juicy conversation about that, but let's get to some specifics just so that our audience knows at least where we're concerned or based on what our um, non-therapeutic counsel would be over air. Mm-hmm. What would be the things that should be non-negotiables? Here's the line in the sand. This is time when you need to cut somebody off. Are there things that exist for you guys or things that you would encourage our audience members to be aware of? That's an interesting question. I got one, but they told me I couldn't say it. <laughs> we need to, we need to a deal with XM radio. So we're not filtered at all. At all. Well, maybe. Okay, but I'm going to need a sponsor when we go unfiltered. Cause right. <laughs> Listen, I need, if you all want to hear the things we talk about in between break, because those things often uh, spawn what we talk about after the break. When the mics are live. But the things that you can't hear are so hot and juicy. <laughs> if we said it here, FCC would shut us down like yesterday. So someone out there, sponsor Lions Den so we can go on XM Radio so you walk in so here. So we can say what we really want to say. Man, But shucks. I'm not about losing my yeah, current understand. income, y'all. I understand. I, I make I good it. money. I'm not trying to mess that up. I support it. Okay. So since you guys are still thinking about yours, let me tell you an absolute. If he puts his hands on you, end of discussion. That is one of those things on the romantic level when it has to be over. Well, on the side. Well, I would agree that men tend to have a little bit more tolerance with that just simply because they're not physically hurt. Now, they may be emotionally damaged by it. And I'm not saying that that's not as valuable. And there is unequivocally abuse that can happen in both directions. No question about it. I'm just saying that <clears throat> that for a woman she needs to know and just speaking on behalf of women you need to know that if that happens it's time to go because your safety is absolutely essential to you know to everything that is not that's not up for discussion so i don't care how lovely he is i don't care how cute he is i don't care how many kids you have to get if he puts his hands on you you need to start an exit plan immediately well for me it's infidelity um, and I say infidelity because, again, being divorced is a certain thing you just don't tolerate anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the diseases that that's going on out here now, the the super the super bugs, STDs, <laughs> and now it's called STIs and stuff. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, even if you say I cheated, but I use protection. The, and I guess what you talked about last week, and she almost cried last week. If you listen. Yeah. <laughs> Probably within the next few weeks, I know at least by September, we'll have our podcast linked yes. to um, Alvian's website. You need to find the show um, from last week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give her some grace and I'm going to tell you what the title was. Listen to all of them and you will hear her get really emotional. Nose turn red, eyes mm-hmm. get glassy, and she got yeah, like, really she was there. Here. But um, why don't you tell them why? She's soft. No, like, I get it. Like, when your your significant other steps out, like, you lose that 
twinkle. And, like, for me, like, I'll never be able to look at Miss Huck again the same way to know that somebody else has been with her. Man, go ahead and count some Christmas. The, and so for the audience, if you didn't hear the episode, what they asked about um, led to my response being that my greatest fear in being unfaithful would be having to look in Matthew's face and there not be that same twinkle that he has looked at me with for the last 25 years. We were kids when we got together and now just still in our early 40s, it has we've grown up together. So being able to see the way that he's looked at me all of these years and then to do something that would have ruined that, just when I talk about it, the, that for me would be torture. I could not, I would not want that. And that's enough for me to just keep all my business to myself. I'm trying to see if she's going to cry. I was, I was looking too. Right, we both got quiet. I like, tilt the head watching her like, is her nose turning red? Well, it didn't turn red. But every time I think about it, I really, I could. Like that's, if I were acting and they tell you you've got to go to a space that really would get you emotional, that would be one of the spaces that I could go to that would instantly bring me to tears because it is that meaningful to me. So do you think that you would ever be able to look at him the same if he stepped out? Yes, actually, which is interesting. I... I could look at him the same. I don't know that on the inside that I would be able to ever trust him completely again. But I have, for all of these years, and we've had a conversation about this once before, but I'll bring it back for the the sake of this dialogue. There's a movie called The Vow. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, Channing Tatum, this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other. Okay, so in the movie, the premise is that the young woman loses her memory as a byproduct of a car accident and her husband is trying to win her over again to make her fall back in love with him. And she discovers that there are all kinds of reasons why her her life is the way that it is, why she had disconnected from her family, so on and so forth, and has a conversation with her mother who she hadn't talked to prior to this accident for several years and realizes that the reason she hadn't been talking to them is because of an infidelity where her father was concerned that the whole family chose to cover up. And she's having the conversation with her mother about why she stayed. How could you have stayed. And her mother's response is very similar to what mine would have been. And that is that she said that she walked into the home, she looked at the pictures that they had, she um, thought about all of the things that they had shared together over the, at the time, I don't know, 25, 30 years that they had been together. And she decided for her that she would, instead of leaving him for the one thing that he did wrong, she would stay with him for the million things that he had done right. And where Matthew was concerned, it would be different for me if he was having an affair. Like if he was in, in a, not only sleeping with someone else, but emotionally invested in someone else, that for me would make him a cheater. If he made a single mistake, and this is not a license because I could change my mind, Matt, but if he, just a disclaimer, but if he made a single mistake and did something really stupid um, for the right set of circumstances, circumstances that I would have to be able to acknowledge, mm-hmm. you know, we were very distant with each other for some reason. I was so absorbed with work. He was so absorbed with da, 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 that it created such a distance that it opened a window for something that I know was something we could consciously ensure would not happen in the future. That might be enough of a reason for me to stay. And if I forgave him, truly forgave him, I could still look at him the same, but, um, I would never forget, 
And I would always be aware that there is a default place and a weakness that could exist inside of our relationship. So how can you get past that and like totally be a hundred? Well, it really depends on, and that's why I say the circumstances matter because I think that anyone, my own personal opinion, this is just life according to Al. I am not, you know, this is not neither biblical nor scientific, but I think that anyone given the right set of horrible circumstances could cheat. And I don't mean when I say cheat, let me be clear. I'm not just talking about sleeping with someone else. I'm talking about the fact that it is both, there is both a romantic engagement and potentially an emotional one that matches that. And so I think that as human beings, our fundamental need for companionship and to have someone see us and want us and, and us matter that if there's an absence of that inside of your relationship, it could create the right storm for someone to make the wrong decision. And you can make the wrong decision once it's when you make the wrong decision over and over again, that it's not an accident or a mistake. Right. That's a choice. That's a choice. So, so what I'm hearing is almost like, Again, you're not giving him license, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost like I think I'm, I'm kind of like that with Miss Huck, where if I stepped out, she'd be like, all right, I'm out. But if she stepped out. You'd try to work through it? I would try. Mm-hmm. I would try. Um, I would try really hard. And it's And it's how invested you are in a lot of ways. And you in particular, having already had the experience of divorce mm-hmm. and knowing what it's like to have a partner that you truly love who truly gets you to have a real friendship inside of that. Those things are all so profoundly unique that it's, it's hard to just trash that. It's really hard to just trash that. Now that's not to say that it's guaranteed that you're going to heal. And what I tell couples when I work with them is that please know that you'll never be the same again. But listen, you might not ever be the same, but you could be a new version and better. If you, if you learn the lessons that that thing taught you, if both individuals are absolutely committed to never letting something like this happen again, if you are willing to do the work, people recover from those things and recover and spend another 50 years together in their lives and nobody ever cheats again. It happens. So I am not so (laughs) quick anymore. I used to be far more absolute in my, you know, twenties and thirties. I am a lot less absolute now in my early 40s because I've I've now seen what it looks like to love someone for 20 years. You know, like that's a long time to be invested in a relationship. It is. And I think this is your Catholicism kicking back in because <laughs> and I know I just said that if she did step out, I'll be more, I would try. Uh-huh. But for me, it's a conscious decision. Like it's when I say conscious, like, for you to have an, an affair sexually, mm-hmm. like, it ain't something that we just had a conversation and it just happened. Like, I know people say it, you know, it happened, it was a mistake, but, like, some something had to be planned. Well, not, okay, so let me, let me give you a scenario. Since we're talking about all of these things that would necessarily be the non-negotiable, the cutoff. So let me give you a scenario. Say she's out, um... With friends, and they're, you know, sitting someplace having dinner. She is with a colleague. They work together. They have a very pleasant relationship. Both of them find each other attractive, but nobody's doing anything inappropriate. Just he happens to be beautiful to her, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are those. But 
they, but there has never been an exchange between them that was anything other than professional. And they're together for the first time. You about to get hit, Miss Huckert. Having, <laughs> having an incredible lunch and everybody's laughing, hanging out. They're talking, all of this good stuff. It, was, it started in the evening. It starts to get a bit late. You're out of town. And they're just, I mean, they're, they are shocked by how similar they are and how much chemistry they naturally have. And... She's just sitting there, and there have been a few drinks. I'm a non-drinker, but I understand that drinking does make people a little bit looser. I believe it just helps you to define your real truth, but okay, that's my opinion. Um, But there have been some drinks associated, and people are a little bit more relaxed than usual. And he leans forward, and he kisses her. And she's a little stunned by it, but she's also crazy attracted to him. So there, she does pull away. But she doesn't pull away in the millisecond. <laughs> she does pull away after almost like it registers that not only did he just kiss me, but I recognize that I kind of enjoyed that. But this this can't happen. So she pulls away and she says the appropriate thing. You know, I'm married. What are you doing? I'm going to tell my husband. <laughs> like, you about like to die. This cannot this cannot be it. And he apologizes. I'm sorry. You know, and he tells her all these beautiful things about herself, but he's, and he's, and he promises it will, it will never happen again. I am sorry. And she's going to, um, be, she'll be fine with this. Like, just don't touch me again. So if that were the case, and you know, we just gave her a random name. Her name could be Keisha. Her name could be Shelly. Her whatever. But whoever Miss Hucks is, I love Debra's. Like, okay, we'll go with that. And then Debra says, "This can never happen again." What What would you do if Debra comes home or Miss Huck comes home, and something happens and you find out about this? Is that cheating for you? Uh, let me you give me that and I don't know what the time is on there but let's wrap this real quick a couple th- don't turn into me if here's the thing that needs to happen number one she does this is one of the shows we had before about not telling everything uh-huh don't tell me that that's number one <laughs> number two I would have an issue with that because every everything you described in that mm-hmm. is the underlying problem for me like I understand they are there are beautiful people there are beautiful women Mm-hmm. There are some women in the right cir- in the right circumstance, even today, in the perfect storm, mm-hmm. there could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. But however, to protect myself from that perfect storm, mm-hmm. I don't even do that. Like you don't even put like, yourself it's, in a situation. It's safeguards. Where like there. if I if I need to have a business lunch with a very attractive young lady, mm-hmm. then I'm bringing a colleague. Mm-hmm. Or like it's. Like I try, cause I, cause I know me. I know who I used to be. I know the things I struggle with. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, I love women. Mm-hmm. So yes, he does. Like, and if you're beautiful, like that's I know my vices, mm-hmm. but I also know I love her. Right. So I would that whole scenario is wrong from the beginning because it's like you playing Russian roulette. Don't but play with me. But everybody went out from work, so it's not like then it you wasn't need to a, leave when everybody, everybody else left. Again, so that's that's to me that's playing around like. If I know that it's somebody I'm attracted to, we all go out mm-hmm. and we hanging out, then everybody starts to trickly trickle mm-hmm. around and leave mm-hmm. like sporadically. And then it's like me, her, and like somebody else. When that's somebody else get up and leave, that's hey, where you go. I'm gonna get up too. I gotta go. You can stay here, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go ahead and go. 
because I, I recognize if I stay here, and we recognize the chemistry we have. Mm-hmm. So I know we got chemistry. We here, and now we got libation with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the drinking does unlock who you are really mm-hmm. on the the uh, deeps part of you. Like the Bible says, like so as a man thinks, so is he. Yeah. Like an alcohol as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Alcohol magnifies that. Whatever so I, it is. If I think you're beautiful, mm-hmm. sober. When I get alcohol, I'm gonna say something slick. <laughs> and then if you say something slick, not we, so we both saying something. So slick. to answer your question, short short form, nah, we good on that because you put yourself in that position. I can't trust you if I can't trust you. And as much as I am on the road, that's a real scenario for me. As much as I do travel, like I live in a whole other state now. Mm-hmm. So now, like you gonna go? She when I'm coming to work and you another state. Mm-hmm. And I got to worry about Jody being at the house. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is, where are my kids at? Where are my kids and all, all this going on? The kids at the house sleep? You got Jody in the house with my kids sleep? Oh, no. Nah. No, I'm saying they were out. They were out somewhere when this thing happened, just for the record. But I just, but you said that you would work through it. Would that be, in, would, first of all, would you consider that infidelity? Absolutely. And but she did not sleep with anybody. But just two lips touched. That's all that happened. Two lips touched. <laughs> that was it. So what I mean, like, a whole is, lot of that, on this show. is good. that enough of a reason for it to be done? For yes, you? because inf- infidelity to each couple is different. That is, it a speaks fact. different. Mm-hmm. So for me, fact. if Miss Huck go out here and spend that kind of time, and she's having that talk time with that dude, she don't. She like Jay. She don't really conversate, and she that's not even the word. She does not converse and have conversations openly with people that are opposite sex outside of me and family. Mm-hmm. So now, and you already admit the dude is beautiful, mm-hmm. and like everything I'm not, he is like six five, right? Abs, chest, woo. <laughs> like, dude, why are we doing this? Am, am I like a short beefcake? No, but I am a little chunky. But Let's nah. That for me, it it would be, it hits on so many different angles because like the things you say you don't do, you're now doing with him, mm-hmm. and now you're giving a piece of what we have to, to him. Else. And like again, the standards that she has laid for us, mm-hmm. it's like so perfect. I know nothing's perfect, but it's so perfect, perfect. for you all, right. right? So now you break that, nah. That's a deal breaker. Okay, so that for you would be. As you're describing it, we're going to divorce court. Okay, so that's that's she kissed somebody else. You just made me mad. I'm about to call her. Where's my phone? I'm about to text her and see if she's kissing at work right now. (laughs) Right here, kissing a pretty face, man. She'd have to be out to lunch. It's past lunchtime, so you're good. Okay, no, I'm still texting. Are you kissing somebody? (laughs) So, So Jay, so that was my mine was my deal breaker unequivocally is abuse in any form or fashion huck's deal breaker is any kind of infidelity do you is your similar different when is um, what's the similar, cutoff to end similar it in a relationship for me, um because both of those are grounds for cutoff the other is um not feeling protected not from the standpoint of abuse but feeling like you would let something happen to me like you're you're just kind of careless mm. in the way that you orient towards me that's a problem for me because i me personally i have to feel safe safe i have to feel like if i'm out somewhere and somebody says something crazy and i call my baby my baby's coming and he's ruining everything <laughs> he takes nobody's he- having a good day after this <laughs> <laughs> that's how i need to feel so um for me that's that's also a deal breaker because i wouldn't have gotten into a relationship if i didn't feel that way 
uh, or if you didn't make me feel that way in the uh, relationship. So that means that there was a dial back. So you either got too comfortable and I fell in priority mm. or that wasn't who you actually were. And that was your personal with. representative. And, that, and that's a problem. <laughs> and that's a problem. Just for the record, she said no. And like emphatically no. So <laughs> she ain't kissing. She she ain't kissing nobody right now. So we good. <laughs> oh, focus. She's you know funny. she ain't kissing anybody. Yeah, because she don't. I'm coming. Deborah's fabulous. Leave her alone. Now I will say this: another another deal breaker for me is not being able to manage finances. Mm. Mm. So I understand everybody's not because I'm not good. Like I pay my bills, mm-hmm. but like I will rob Peter to pay Paul on a on a rainy day. Okay, but. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, if you know we got this bill and then you go out and buy a pair of shoes or, like, you just frivolous with the money. Yeah, that's... Nah. That's, because that's I work too sell. hard. That's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. And... But, see, and what's interesting about that is a lot of people consider that financial infidelity. Even though they don't use that terminology, that's, in essence, how they feel that it right. is. I could that if that. you would be loyal... Our money needs to be loyal to the best interest of us as a couple. And when you're making decisions that are disloyal to who we are as a couple, our mission as a family, that is financial infidelity. Mm -hmm. Now, to to piggyback on on infidelity in terms of finances, if I found out that you were unfaithful and you were spending your money on the person you were unfaithful with. I'm blowing everything up. You will get seriously maimed. That is... That is definitely what a because that's a level of disrespect. Like, not only did you take this dude money? out, wow. you wow. paid for his okay. drinks. <laughs> wow! But I can't that's get no J's crazy. though. Okay, yeah, so that and you brought somebody around my kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another level too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at that point, like, you really did not. You, like, don't, you care. don't care. You don't even care. And now, yeah. now the kid has to like navigate navigate this, space, this. which mm-hmm. is so unfair to a child yeah. to put them inside of that. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you guys where that's concerned. I mean, like there are just certain kinds of things that really feel like a violation on a whole nother level. You know, it's one thing to slap me, but if you spit on me, like it's just what? like there's just it's a different level of violation. For the record, you can't slap me either. <laughs> <laughs> different level of violation okay so if you were to tell somebody in terms of friendship when it's time to cut it off in friendship lightning round what would you all say cut it off when this happens what would the this be dishonesty you can't deal with a compulsive liar can't deal with somebody who who isn't upfront with you about what it is or how it how, however it is that they're feeling because it's really dangerous to keep people around you that don't have your best interest at heart for the fifth time today i agree with jay that's, That's so interesting because I'm going to add that I agree with y'all. All, it's going to be a three-way agreement on that. Wow. That lying thing is a problem for mm-hmm. me. Like there are very few things. And I tell people all the time, I said, listen, I will help you move the body. <laughs> just don't lie to me about it. You know, like just. Let me know what I'm getting into. You know, like just please. And, and in relationships, people, if you're listening, I, I, I must say this. Lying in a relationship is like putting the wrong start point in a GPS, expecting to end up at the desired destination. Mm-hmm. You can't do those inside of relationships. If you tell me you're in New Jersey and you need directions to North Carolina, 
those directions that I'm going to give are going to be very different than if you are in San Francisco trying to get to North Carolina. And we do this inside of relationships all the time. And we're trying to protect things, fix things. You know, you got folks that really misuse the Bible. You know, that a lie is a very present help in a time of trouble. Folks Mm -hmm. be really perverting the scriptures, but the, but when you choose to do that, you are already setting us up for failure because that's what lying does. Right. Lying ensures that we're never going to get to the destination. And so my problem with that is it's a betrayal of the goal of our connection that you don't really want what you say you want if you're Mm going to lie to me about it. And I know that you'll hear men and women say, but I had to lie because I was afraid of this and this person wouldn't understand that and so on and so forth. And what I'm still saying to you is that if it's somebody that you love, yeah, tell me the truth. Find a way to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Find a way to, because if you were bold enough to do it, you need to be bold enough to own it. Well, you can lie to everybody else and I'll help you lie, Right, but but don't don't lie to me. me. Nah, I'm good on I'm that. with you on that. I, that is that loyalty is high for me mm-hmm. and lies are disloyal. I find them to be a betrayal. I don't like it. I don't like it. And you need to take that someplace else. Yep. So for all of you all out there in radio land, listen, you've got to be your own best friend. You've got to look out for you, whether it is in relationships or in business. And at the end of the day, you owe it to you to not betray yourself by staying with somebody who is unworthy of the gift of you. Mm-hmm. Choose your relationships. For the present of you. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. You, the listeners, are always our inspiration. If you'd like to join the conversation or submit a show idea, we'd love to hear from you. You can connect with Alvian at alvianlions.com or on Instagram at alvian.lions. Join us again next week. Same time, same station, same great conversation. We'll see you soon.